And here we are, DC. What's going on, man? We are here with another great interview. Uh, this one, man, we get to talk to him before his Double A Portland uh, debut tomorrow. Uh, DC, I'm going to let you introduce the guy because, well, you're the guy that got the guy. Yeah, pretty excited about this. Uh, just thought I'd reach out to him. So that he had a pretty nice start. Um, did a little research. So I figured, hey, why not? Um, but yeah, we got Hunter Dobbins to come on for an interview. So pretty excited about that. What's going on, Hunter? How you doing, sir? Doing pretty good, guys. How are y'all? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Up, Hunter? Uh, so, so, Hunter, the night before your first big start in Portland, how you feeling? What's going through your mind? Uh, do you have any pregame rituals, DC? I know you love that question, so I, but I have to get it out of the way right away. Uh, no, it's good. Kind of, you do your thing. I'm feeling good. Uh, honestly, nerves haven't really sat in yet. Um, I'm just kind of same mindset as Greenville, same strike zone. Uh, that thing's not moving. Uh, well. Depends on the umpire. Might move a little bit, but uh, just go out there and do do what I do. Try to give my team a good chance to win. And pregame ritual, nothing much. I like. Uh, I guess the one big thing is I like a big Italian food lunch, like pregame, mm-hmm. and then hot tub as soon as I get to the field. Something about a hot tub just gets me going. Oh man. So, uh, so Hunter, it, it was kind of ironic. You get called up last uh, last week, and I sit there and send the tweet out, and I was like, "Dude, I can't wait to we to we interview." And almost instantly, your dad and I think it's your brother both followed the podcast almost simultaneously. I was like, I told DC, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, his his family's like all all about this, you know. So. How's it feel to have great support from your dad, who was a former uh, pitcher in the major leagues, and you know your brother uh, overall? Uh, means a lot, uh, you know, especially on Father's Day when I found out the news and uh, gave them the call that I was uh, heading up to Double A. Like the few days after that, they were just—I think they were watching Twitter for anything that my name would pop up. Um, but it's like the support from my dad and my mom, my, I guess both my parents is just through the roof. Uh, even my, uh, my in-laws are, I mean, they're looking forward to coming out and supporting me. Uh, my wife about lost it on me when I called her, uh, just cause she knows how hard the, the Tommy John rehab and everything's been. Uh, and then little brother just getting into high school. So he's, I think it's starting to hit him kind of just how kind of high up this level is, how kind of, it's pretty cool. And with him starting high school baseball, I think he's looking at it like, Oh, I hope I do this one day. Uh, but I mean, just to have the support behind me means the world and kind of takes the burden of the, these long months alone out here. It takes burden off a little bit. And probably couldn't do it without him. Yeah, uh, I, I always, 
I always thought, and DC could probably, you know, back me up on this. Behind every great man, there's even a greater woman to uh, support. Like DC knows Mayan pretty well, and I might be the biggest pain 98% of the time, but 99% of the time, she's she's always there to sit there and back me up. And it feels good to have somebody like that. Oh, absolutely. I'd, I would not be in this position without my wife. And honestly, I'd probably be in a lot more trouble without her. She keeps me straight. She keeps me kind of on the right path. And, uh, and she, just, she keeps me humble as well, you know. It's, uh, I'll always remember my first, uh, season down in Salem. Mm-hmm. I had a, had a kind of a rough stretch where I think back-to-back outings gave up like five runs and like three or four innings. And she just, I called her that night and she goes, well, just stop giving up runs. And I'm like, like, thanks. Uh, I appreciate the advice. And every, oh. every, every time I have a rough one like that, she just reminds me. Uh, but uh, hey, things have changed since then. You were if, if, DC. Correct me if I was wrong. Three weeks in a row, uh, you were the pitcher of the week down in us uh, in Greenville. Uh, somewhat. I think it was two. Uh, I know that Greenville staff held down the the awards there for about. I think we had like set like six out of the last seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. But oh, that was definitely a fun staff to be on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so what does it feel? Oh, go ahead, DC. Go ahead. So you kind of touched on the uh, the Tommy John rehab. Um, obviously, that you know that messes you up physically. But is it was it more of a physical or mental battle for you as far as like the rehab? And I'm assuming how much of a support system was your family? You know, for that. You know, going through that. Uh, they were. They're massive, especially early on when I was still at Tech. Um, just with, you know, the uncertainty with the draft, uh, having a chance to get drafted, then getting hurt, and kind of obviously m- mentality took a big hit. Um, but once I got pro, it de- I think it turned into more of a physical battle because I was pretty blessed with uh, – the group of guys I had around me, I had Thad Ward, Brian Mata, Brock Bell, even got Chris Sale a little bit towards the end of his rehab. So it's like when I when I got first drafted and rehabbed with the Red Sox, I was surrounded by a great group of guys, a lot of experience. Um, so I think mentally I was pretty set up for success. And then I physically just kind of took the next step and just kind of kept grinding, and thankfully it's starting to pay off. So uh, how does it feel going from kind of like a big fish in a little pond in Greenville to kind of like starting all over again in double A? Um, honestly, it's not too much different. Uh, I know it's it's pretty easy to be like, man, I'm, I'm in double A now. I'm with – the guys i'm i'm up here facing some dudes but i i try to keep the same mindset of you know what my stuff plays well when i'm focused the same strike zone uh try to just ignore the hitters and go after them that way i don't get caught up in kind of the the trying to pitch around guys um mm-hmm. i'm just 
I'm hoping to go out there tomorrow and kind of show myself and everybody that, hey, I'm I'm here to play and go from there. Yeah, uh, right now it's kind of exciting uh, time to be on, on Portland because, man, you have all eyes on that team. Uh, you know, on a on a hitting st- uh, standpoint, now adding you uh, to the mix of the starting pitching and the pitchers, it's it's you know an all around team getting put together there. You know, you got um, Marcelo Meyer, uh, Rafaela, you know Nick Yorkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they they just brought you in with, with, off your uh, last previous three or four starts. You know you're on fire, so. How does that sit there and play into your mindset of, you know, a little bit more pressure because you guys now I'm not saying that uh, the Woo Sox and Salem and Greenville like are lesser, but you guys have all the eyes, all the media reporters, all the attention on you guys now. You know, it's it's really cool. I mean, getting to share the dugout with guys like Marcelo, York, uh, Rafaela, Van Bell. Like, honestly, our whole roster is just absolutely saturated with prospects. It's it's really cool uh, to be in there, pick the guys' brains that have been there for a little while, um, see kind of how upper-level baseball is played. Uh, and then on the mound, it's – honestly, it's comforting. It's like I turn around and I see Cello, Chase Meadroth, uh, York at second, Raphael in center. Sykes and right. It's like just an endless list. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to throw it at these guys. I'm going to, I'm just going to go right at them. And I just, I dare them to try to get it past our guys. Cause I'd, I'll take the roster we got right now over any other team in this league. Like probably eight, eight times, eight out of seven times. I'm, I'm taking this group. Is there anybody in the uh, in the minor leagues that you've that you've played with that you know is kind of taking me under their wing, giving me any advice, any you know more than anybody else? Um, not really. Um, I'd probably say Gambrell would be like on this team would be the biggest one. Um, kind of going back, circling back to the rehab question, I'd say the biggest guys I've learned from would be a Thad Ward and a Brian Mata. Uh, just because I spent every day for my first, honestly, six months as a pro with those guys. And so it's picking those guys' brain. It was probably one of the most beneficial things for me in my rehab time. Uh, what is it like, you know, growing up? If you're like in a slump, do you sit there and call home to dad and be like, hey, you know, uh, I know you're watching my games. Uh, do you see something? Am I tipping pitches? Uh, you know, do, do how often do you do that? And, and what advice does your dad give you? Um, you know, I, I definitely do. I, I if I'm, you know, maybe I'm losing my fastball command or curveballs not a sharp out. Obviously, I'll run by our pitching coaches, and then I'll call my dad and be like, "Hey, what do you see?" And normally, it's a 30 second conversation. Hey, you're doing this. Make sure you think about this when you do it and it fixes. It's, I mean, he's been my pitching coach for, let's see, I'm 23, probably 18 years now. 
So it's pretty simple conversations at this point. Um, I, but I would probably say one of my biggest resets is talking to him and my wife about non-baseball things. Mm-hmm. Because it's whenever I start struggling, I, I do. I tend to f- like kind of hyper focus on it when all I need to do is probably go play around a golf or I need to get away for a minute and almost let my mentality reset. And that's, that's something he, he taught me was when, when things get hard, quit thinking about it, just do it. And that, that was always what he'd do uh, growing up in tournaments. If I was pitching bad, he'd walk out there and ask me what I wanted for dinner that night on the mound in the middle of the game. And as soon as he walked back, for some reason, everything would just start clicking again. Well, uh, uh, Hunter, let's sit there and leave baseball for a minute since you kind of brought it up. What do you like to do in your free time? Like, what do you enjoy other than baseball? I'm a big golfer. Um, got the handicap down to about a scratch. Uh, so we're spending, honestly, way too much time on the on the course. Uh, but outside of that, I love to fish, love to hunt. Uh, just be outdoors, really, you know. It's obviously baseball is an outdoor game, but anytime I can get away with my wife, my dog, or just get out in nature and quit thinking about everything, yeah, that's the best way to spend my free time. Okay, uh, be, be coming from, uh, you were born and raised in what Texas? Yes. So everybody knows football is huge in Texas. So, what 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 made you go to baseball for the career? You know, besides like, was it just because your dad played, and you know, or what was it? Just you know, you played multiple sports, but baseball is what you excelled at. Um. Yeah, I played multiple sports. I did the football, baseball, basketball growing up, golf. Um. Had a couple offers in football out of high school. I was a quarterback, but ultimately it came down to I blew out my knee, tore my ACL my junior year of football, mm-hmm. and realized if I wanted a long career in professional sports, it probably wasn't going to be football since I already had a knee injury, um, which I also then kind of derailed the, the hitting career a little bit because I was a catcher third baseman. Uh, but – you know, so always been focused on baseball a little bit just because my dad. Um, and then once once the offer from Texas Tech came in to play baseball, it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, I just – I would say probably the one thing that it, the biggest decision was if I was going to be a pitcher or try to play third base. But I was uh, positionally behind Josh Young. Uh, he's mm-hmm. now the third baseman for the Rangers. And our, our the coach of Tech kind of had a heart-to-heart with me. He's like, hey, probably not going to play a lot of third base. I was like, probably not. And so kind of focused to the, on the mound, and I'd say it's worked out pretty well. Uh, do, do you kind of miss, uh, miss hitting? Oh, yeah. I pick up a bat every chance I can get. That's... That is one thing that, uh, you know, maybe 
if the pitching career doesn't work out, maybe I'll try to pick up the stick again and see what I can do. Yeah, uh, interviewing Maceo last week, and and he just he was all about you know he, he's he's like. I was always in the, uh, the the coaches and the managers' ears all the time. Like, hey, uh, can we get some batting practice for the pitchers? Come on, we, we, we just sit there and, you know, shut out all, you know, these past couple of games, you know, reward us. You know, like, he was all mm-hmm. about batting practice. And, I, and I, I was like, man, I'm like, you know, because chicks in the 90s, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than all you guys. Uh, in the '90s, those commercials, chicks dig the long ball. Mm-hmm. But man, it it's just so much. It's so much better. I always loved pitching. I, I was a catcher, so I always loved pitching aspect of you know just you know what's coming. You know it's you it's one on one pretty much. Uh, as long as the umpires got a good eye for the strike zone, yeah. and it, it's I'm throwing my best stuff, and you know. If you're going to hit it, you're going to hit it. If if not, you know, I'm just going to overpower you. Yep. We actually, uh, I think we had three shutouts in a week down there uh, a couple weeks ago. And we were all on the coaches like, hey, come on, let us hit, let us hit. And then uh, I actually had a bet with Kier Meredith uh, mm-hmm. over, yeah, if I get it. If I got 21 swings like they get in pregame BP, if I could hit one home run, and we have these uh, real nice BP tops that were left mm-hmm. over from big league spring training, and I I was gonna get his off of him if I uh, hit a home run. So I was I was dialed in. I was waiting for the chance to to get out there and swing it. And three three shutouts, and, and he still didn't get. Still didn't get get no BP. No, I think we uh, we were on a roll and we were at the time kind of starting to hawk down the team in front of us, which was me, Winston Salem, for the playoff spot. So I mm-hmm. don't think the coaches were going to risk anything happening during that. DC, you have anything? Yeah, can you? Uh... Kind of go back a little bit. Um, you walk us through the draft process for you. Were, were there any other teams looking at you? You know, how do, can you just let us know kind of the process of how you got drafted and all that? Um, so it was kind of complicated because um, right before uh, preseason meetings with all the teams started is actually when I blew out. Um, so I've heard from a few different teams. Um Heard from a couple saying, you know, second round, maybe a late first if I have a really good year. Um, and But honestly, it was hearing mostly like kind of two or three to five range. Um, and, you know, we're, just, we're ready to roll, obviously blew out. Um, so w- once the draft rolled around, I hadn't thrown a competitive pitch in a year and a half since pre-COVID. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, eighth round came around, uh, Red Sox called, said, Hey, here you go. We're going to take you. I was like, all right, let's do this thing. Um, and I obviously said, yes, went rehabbed and, you know, it was, it was pretty easy decision when the Red Sox called just because the medical staff is 
arguably the best in baseball. Um, and the strength staff had a super detailed path and plan of what I was going to do and what it was going to look like. So as soon as you know, they called me, I was like, you know what, this is home. Let's go do it and let's get to work. Uh, you sit there and you, you've been working on your uh, slider and your splitter uh, more recently. Uh, is there any other pitch that you would love to be able to throw that you don't see so often? Uh, I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was Maceo, uh, the Vulcan changeup, I think he was working on. Yeah, uh, and it is gross. Yeah. So is there is there anything that, that you would love to work on? That's you know you don't see too, uh, too often in the majors or or even in uh, double A triple A that you would love to just work on and uh, develop. Um. No, I think the only thing that I would want to mix back in is uh, I threw it in college was uh, kind of a two seam, which is it's more of a sinker than anything um because my fastball is it's a we call it it's a ride and cut mm -hmm. and so the sinker would basically just do the exact opposite of what my fastball does at the same uh velocity um so you know i think that would be the only thing i'd ever be interested in adding at this point i just really want to kind of fine tune what i have keep developing uh want to throw the slider a little harder um but Hopefully the fastball velo keeps climbing like it has been, and that'll kind of take care of itself. Uh, but I think at this point, I'm just really looking forward to using the pitches I got to go out and compete and kind of settle in and hopefully kind of set myself up for a push to, to move to AAA and beyond. Hey, I sit there, and I know DC and I, uh, we can't wait till you get to move up to AAA because uh, we live in Pennsylvania. So when you guys play the Rail Riders, uh, we actually, uh, Joe Bradley was on and he sit there and helped us get some press passes. Love to sit there and, and see you throw live, uh, you know, get to talk to you before the game and everything. Uh, that, that's something that we enjoy a, a lot, you know, getting to get relationships with the players and as they as they grow, you know, we bring you guys back on and talk to you and, and just follow the path to, you know, of making it to the majors. I'm hoping it's uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but, you know, when the time comes, I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you all again. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you throw – a. Uh, a curveball, a slider, and you know, like you said about your fastball, uh, how how great does it feel to know that you know you have a fastball there at will that has great velocity? Uh, you would clock that upwards of what ninety seven at times. Uh, yeah, I touched ninety eight last outing. Um, yeah, oh, but yeah. we yeah kind of consistently sitting ninety five, ninety seven now. Yeah. And, but then you also, you paint the corners so elegantly, like, like kind of like a painter, if I must say, when you're throwing the curveball and the slider to where you're painting the corners where the, the batters don't know what's coming 
you know, because they might be sitting for on the fastball, but then you slide, you know, your curveball right in there. How does it feel to be able to paint your Picasso at will at times? It's it's honestly it's it's really nice. It, you know, it's a confidence boost, and you know, I'll I'll credit that to back to my days where my fastball would top out ninety one, maybe ninety two on a really good day, and so I had to paint. Um, mm-hmm. And so now that the fastball is more of a power fastball, uh, being able to kind of revert back to the finesse ways and getting the curveballs on the corner of the slider there, even the splitter mm-hmm. uh, recently, it's it, it helps everything play. It makes that fastball that's already 97, 98 look like it's 100 because you know they got to they have to look for that slider on the outside or they got to watch the back door or front door curveball you know it's whenever i feel that in the in the pregame bullpen i i normally can tell it's going to be a good day uh catcher is usually key a lot of in the majors uh you get accustomed to certain teams like hey uh that's my personal catcher. You know what I mean? Uh, so catchers, you know, you low A, high A, and now you're going to be a, be at Portland now. Uh, what catchers have you became and had a really great bond with so far? Uh, when I was in Salem, uh, Daniel McKelvany, uh, mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was still a very new catcher, but – first we just clicked immediately i think it's because we one we had a great relationship off the field um and you know that was a guy that i'd never shook off if he called a pitch and even if i didn't think it was a great pitch in that situation i was like you know what that guy saw something let's Mm -hmm. go with it um in greenville any of the three of alex arrow Rosario and uh, Jonathan Diaz, all three were absolutely outstanding. I mean, I didn't care who was catching me when I showed up to the game. All of them called a great game and were amazing behind the dish. Um, Up here, the only catcher up here that I've had experience with is uh, Nathan Hickey, I guess, Mm -hmm. and Donlin from last year a little bit. Um, Even though Hickey and I always make the joke, I'd I always tell him that anytime I get promoted to the same team as him, he's gone in the next two weeks. I was like, he must just hate being on the same team as me. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, I think Marrero uh, caught a bullpen for me the other day. He's really easy to throw to, really comforting back there. So, I mean, that's one thing I'll say about the catchers in our system is they're all just absolutely amazing and uh, work their tail off for you. Yeah, and uh, heck, Hickey might get moved up again soon uh, Soon for a little bit since they just called up uh, Caleb Hamilton to the majors. So he might he might get called up to triple A. So the, the, the cycle might continue here soon. That was actually the first thing I told him today. I was like, hey, Hickey, so when are you leaving? <laughs> he started laughing. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I was, I was sitting there. I was like, man, I was like, I was like, you're as soon as you get to AAA, you're gonna be probably uh, my biggest fan up there, telling them to send me up to AAA so you can go to the bigs. So, 
DC, you got you have anything final? Uh, a final question or anything? Should I steal your hot tub time machine one? Hey, hey if if you want to steal it, I will I will be more than glad to let you steal my thunder. All right, yeah. So uh, Hunter, he um he likes to do a hot tub time machine with everybody we have on. So if you go back, uh, past present, what's uh one one hitter you like to pitch against? Oh. You know, I, I, I'm i going to go present, um, and I hope this happens here relatively soon. Uh, but I have two. I want to pitch against Trout and Otani, you know, because now Otani is the man, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's almost – he's pretty much the pinnacle of stats right now. And, but, I mean, growing up, it was Trout everything. You know, Trout was so good that it just became normal, which is absurd. But it's uh, I'm hoping I get the opportunity to pitch against those guys just because, you know, if I, I strike them out, if I get them out, you know, I'll always be able to kind of, even when I'm old and not playing anymore, tell my grandkids, like, hey, you know, those are two of the greatest to ever do it, and I got them out. That's kind of, that's on the bucket list, and uh, hopefully that's in, you know, the playoffs at some point. Hey, uh... Yeah, man. Quick, quick question, since you brought both those players up. What were your thoughts at the that last at-bat in the World Baseball Classic? You know, Otani Mike, and Mike Trout, you know, what were your thoughts watching that whole, uh, you know, matchup? You know, my first thought was we're watching history, um, you know, because these are two future Hall of Famers. And, you know, it was one of those moments you you kind of stop and take it in. You know, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, especially, kind of get, you know, caught up in their in, in the moment in the world and kind of forget about some of the stuff that, that happened. But that was kind of one of those in baseball where I stopped and I just I soaked it in and realized we're probably never going to see anything like that again. And it was it's just really cool moment to see those two guys go at it. Yeah, it, it was really special, and you know, for it to end like end that way was was really really a a great you know all eyes the cameras were all flashing you know it's a great moment in sports overall. Absolutely, that's you know that, that's got to go up there pretty high on the all time sports moment list. So, Hunter, we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, right now, the floor will be yours. Where can everybody reach out to you, talk to you? Uh, and don't forget, I was looking on your Instagram. I'm pretty sure it was your Instagram. Uh, about your pitching lessons and everything. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, you know, that's one way that... Uh, I try to make a little extra money throughout the years. I do remote lessons, kind of more video breakdown. Um, I actually do like biomechanic breakdowns. I have a mm-hmm. deal where I can, you know, go pretty in depth um, and just help anybody out that's wanting to do it. Um, but I'd probably say, I mean, shoot me a message on Instagram, Twitter. Um, do not use Facebook. I'm never on there. I get yelled at by my wife and my mom all the time because uh, I'm just never on there, and I miss a lot. That I probably should 
should see. Um, but yeah, Twitter, Instagram is definitely the easiest way. Uh, well, you can always t- tell your wife, like, honey, but, but I, that's why I need your support to help me with the Facebook because I got so much to do on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. Honestly, if it wasn't for Facebook Marketplace, which I probably need to stay off of anyways, but I, I can't help myself. I probably shouldn't even have a Facebook. But that, you know, I feel like being a golfer and having Facebook Marketplace go hand in hand, you know, because where else would I oh, spend yeah. all my money? <laughs> so, but Hunter, hey, it was a great pleasure. Uh, good luck tomorrow uh, on your first outing there. Uh, I'm probably going to sit there and, and check it out myself and watch it. Uh, and, you know, just thanks for giving us, uh, you know, your time overall. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I just want to uh, echo that. Thank you. Appreciate you giving us some time. Good luck tomorrow. Um, seemed like a real humble dude. Really cool to see. So, just uh, excited to see where your path takes you, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and giving me the chance. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, have a good night. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Good luck. Thank you.